worship you and, and to receive what you have for us today. We'll just lift up the rest of the service. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you here this morning. We give you praise. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, Merry Christmas. Okay, so I had my eyes closed for the last, like, I don't know, 15 minutes, and a bunch of you showed up. That's really cool. <laughs> now we have some people here. It's awesome. Well, Merry Christmas. I hope you had a great holiday. And for those of you watching online, I hope you also had a great holiday. You know, these past couple of weeks, actually, my name is Steve Hammes, for those of you who don't know me, and uh, one of the elders here and a small group leader. Um, but the past few weeks, we've been taking a look at some of the prophecies in the Bible that have led up to Christmas. And, um, you know, as we did this, I was just reminded how cool of a book the Bible really is. You know, it's, it's full of historical records. A lot of history, you know, is pulled from the Bible. It's historical events that really happened. And it's where we get our, our history from. It's full of people that lived, you know, over history and some of their courageous acts and some of their huge blunders in life. It's a book of records of prophecies that were spoken hundreds and hundreds of years before they ever happened, as we've seen the past couple of weeks. Tons of prophecies that have come to be fulfilled it documents how God formed the earth. It documents God's plan for our lives. And it lays out his reason that he sent his own son to die for our sins, which, you know, we celebrated his birth yesterday. The Bible tells all of that. So needless to say, I consider it a handbook for life, right? There's, it's just so full of everything. So as Jess said, it was funny how God works. We were talking this morning after we practiced, and she's like, I want to talk about finishing well. And I'm like... That's what I'm talking about. So God's awesome. Um, but here we are. We're in the last week of 2021. We're, we're coming into it. And we're crossing the finish line, right? Coming up to the finish line of 2021, and it's in sight. And I know Greg's a runner. I used to be a runner. Now I don't like it anymore. But I, I understand the whole finish line. When you cross the finish line, you come, and it's, it's the end of something. You break through that tape, and you, you complete something, and as we approach the finish line for 2021, we're going to cross that and we're going to wrap up a year, but we're also going to begin something new. So if you look back on this past year, what, what emotion comes to mind for you? If you think of that for a second, is, is the emotion of 21, 2021, is it a struggle? Is it joy? Is it sorrow? Is it anger or maybe frustration or contentment or happiness? You know, what is it? Every day that you lived in 2021 took you on a journey. And that journey is now part of your background. It's part of your history. And much of it you're going to forget. You're going to forget all the things that, a lot of the things that happened in 2021. They'll be written, done. But the decisions that you made in 2021 and before, all those decisions that you've made along the way have brought you to who you are today and to where you are today. It's the decisions that you made in life along the way. So how many of you are New Year's resolution people? Raise your hand if you're a New Year's resolution people. Not too many, a couple. So how many of you would call them goals and not New Year's resolutions, and we just call them goals, right? <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a big goal guy. I like to, to write down goals. I like to know what I'm shooting for and where I'm heading. And whether you're a goal setter or not, today I just want to take a look at what 2022 can bring. So 
What I want you to do, if you would, for me, close your eyes for a second. I want you to imagine that if you could just come up and press the pause button on your life, just press pause, and all of the noise around you stops. Imagine that everything that you're looking at just fades into white. So there's nothing around you except white. And then a chair appears, and and you sit in the chair. And then directly across from you, another chair appears, and Jesus comes and sits in that chair. And in his lap is a book, and you notice on the cover of the book, your name is etched into that book. And as you look at Jesus, he says, this book is the plan for your life, and I'm going to read it to you. Would you be excited to hear that? And would you want to hear it? Or would that, would that scare you a little bit to hear what God's plan for your life would be? So you can open your eyes. You see, this, this idea of this isn't far off the mark at all because God does have a plan for your life. God does have a plan for 2022 specifically written for you. In fact, God has a plan for your tomorrow. In fact, God has a plan for as soon as you get out of service today and what you're going to do this afternoon. God has a plan all written out. The difference is how he's going to reveal it to you between each one of us. So where is God going to call you in 2022? What's he going to call you out of? And what's he going to call you into in 2022? So I want to take a look at two people who had a calling and very different responses to this calling. So let's, if you want, you can turn your Bibles to Matthew 2. We're going we're gonna to come right where we left off yesterday with Jesus' birth. So Jesus has been born. And if you think about this, it had to have been an absolutely crazy nine months for Joseph and Mary. Can you just put yourself for a second and, and imagine that? When you look around at the facts that surrounded Mary, finding out that she's going to carry the Christ child the whole idea of, of that happening, being told she was a pregnant, Joseph being told the same thing in a dream, and then they carry through the pregnancy, then the circumstances of the birth, they can't find a place to go, and they find the manger, and Jesus is born, and then the, the wise men appear with all these gifts. It, it had to have just been a crazy period of time, right? So let's read. We're going to pick up right in Matthew two thirteen, Right after the the wise men left, the magi left. And Joseph and Mary and Jesus are now alone. They go to sleep. And it says, when they had gone, that's the magi, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. So a couple things just strike me about this when I I put myself in, in these shoes, right? And the first thing is that this wasn't Joseph's first time that he'd experienced God audibly calling on someone in their life, Right? The first time that he'd probably heard of this was when his girlfriend or fiance Mary got a call. And can you imagine 
coming to him and say, yeah, I was told in a dream I'm carrying the Messiah. And they're not married. And all the things that Joseph realizes, she's pregnant. We're not married. She says she has the Messiah in her. her his first response was, I'm going to divorce her. We're going to cut ties. That makes sense, doesn't it? But then God comes and calls Joseph, and he tells him the same thing in a dream. And he says, I want you to marry her. And he did it. He stepped into it, and he obeyed. He had no idea where this journey was going to take him. He had no idea what was going to happen. There's a Christ child in my wife. I have no idea even how to comprehend what that would mean. But Joseph stepped into that, and he obeyed. And this time, the angel comes and he says, get up and go. Joseph got up and he went. I mean, wouldn't you, if it was you, wouldn't you be going, wait a minute, did, did I hear that right? Did, really, now? Like now? Leave? What about my job? What do I do for work? What about my friends? I mean, where, where are we going to live? How long do I have to stay there? You know, all these questions and all this doubt I think would come to a lot of us. And it says that he got up and he went. And I, had, I admire that. And as I thought about, I want to make that my motto for 2022. Get up and go. That's my motto. So I want to take a look at another example. Let's go to Exodus 3. So I'm going to take, uh, you've, you've heard the story of Moses, just to set a backdrop a little bit. Story of Moses, where we, before chapter 3, we learn who he is, that his mom and dad, you know, the the Israelites were under oppression from Egypt. They were slaves, and they grumbled all the time to God. They complained. They whined. It was hard. They were oppressed and beaten. But before this, we hear about Moses' little story. His mom has him, and Pharaoh the king has an edict out to kill all the Israelite boys. So she hides him. She puts him in a basket, puts him in the river, and he's found by Pharaoh's daughter. And he's raised up in Pharaoh's house by his mom, you know, but he has a very, very privileged lifestyle. He grows up in the king's house with the best of everything. And as a young man, one day he's out and he sees an Egyptian beating one of his fellow Hebrews. And he gets so mad that he hits him and he kills him. And the king finds out, wow, he just killed one of my, the Egyptians. I'm going to kill him. So Moses flees. He leaves. He splits town and he, he goes away. And he settles into a town, ends up finding a wife. They have a baby. Life's going great. He's now a shepherd. He's tending sheep, living life, just doing his normal thing. Until one day. One day he's tending the sheep. And he sees an angel of God in a bush. And he's watching it. And it's not burning up at all. So he goes closer to figure it out, to look at it. And God calls to him from within the bush. And he says, Moses. Take off your sandals. You're standing on holy ground. Moses. Moses says, here I am. And God says this to him. I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of the slave drivers. And I'm concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land and into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh 
to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. What? What? This isn't your average Monday, ten in the sheep, right? Out of the blue, God says, go. I'm sending you. Moses comes back with a bunch of excuses. He says, well, wait a minute. Who, who am I? Who am I that I should be doing this? You know, and God answers him and he says, well, wait a minute. They're going to ask me who sent me and what authority I have to, to lead them. What am I going to tell them? And God answers him. And then he says, what if they don't believe me? And God answers him. And then he says, pardon your servant, Lord, but I've never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you started speaking to your servant. I'm slow of speech and tongue. And God responds. And then finally, Moses says, pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. You know, we read that, but oh my gosh. When I look at some of the times that God has asked me to do something, I have said a bunch of those. <laughs> me? Why would somebody believe me when I start talking about Jesus? Why would they believe me? What am I going to say? I'm not eloquent. I don't pray well. La, la, la. I mean, haven't we all had the excuses? But it's such a different response. And I love how the Bible has both in there. Because I think it just brings humanity to us that we can relate to that, right? So during 2021, God likely called you at some point or another from January to December. And maybe it was direct and you heard it and it was in your spirit and you felt it and he's asking you to get involved or talk to somebody or witness to somebody or get involved in a ministry or whatever. How'd you respond? Was it a Joseph response? What a Moses response? You know, the finish line, it represents two things. Like I said, you, we're going to come up right to the, to the finish line today and we're going to wrap up a year, but we're going to start another one. And it's a chance to press reset on a lot of things. So maybe 2021, you stepped out and you heard that call of God and you stepped into it and you were blessed by it and maybe you really got close to God in 2021. A lot of us were home the COVID. You were able to get into the Bible and really find God in a whole new way. Maybe 2021, you're coming across that finish line, sailing through it, breaking that tape, woohoo, ready to go. But maybe 2021 was a whole different year for you. Maybe it was a year that you had some challenges Maybe you engaged in some things that you knew were sinful. Maybe those sinful things have now turned into habits and you're just feeling stuck. Maybe some of your relationships suffered during 2021. And maybe you had a role to play in that. Maybe you didn't. You know, maybe, maybe COVID sidetracked and just blew you off track and you just kind of lost your way with your faith. Maybe you're not in the Word. Maybe you stopped going to church or stopped ministry. And maybe you just totally sidetracked you. So maybe you're coming across this finish line just limping across it and struggling to get across it. But I think today's the day that if we're honest with ourselves, we can press that reset button and make a decision today. And maybe, maybe some of you need to do some business with God today to just say, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to press reset and I'm going to get up and I'm going to get going because I have a whole future ahead of me in another year. So let's talk about your future. Let's talk about preparing for 2022. I like this saying. John Maxwell said it. He said, it's better to construct your future 
than to varnish your past. You know, I think oftentimes we spend so much time turned around and we may have had success in our faith and we're just polishing it off. We're just rubbing it up. Some relationships that went well, this experience went well, and we spend all this time varnishing these things to make them look good because that's all the freshness that we have is to varnish the past. And we don't look forward and construct a future. It's better to construct a future than to varnish your past. Even Paul noticed this. He said this, Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. And Isaiah said in 43:18, "Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. And now it springs up. Do you not perceive it?" Jack Hayford said this. He said, take a hold of tomorrow. The past is a dead issue, and we can't gain any momentum looking to tomorrow if we're dragging the past behind us. Behind us. I think there's so much truth in, in dwelling on the past, and some of us need to let go of the past in order to discover what God has for you in the future. The past is behind us. The most tiring exercise you can do is carry the past on your back. You know, you can yearn for the past and get stuck in it, or you can learn from the past and grow and let go of it. So get up, right? The coolest thing in life is that this creator of the universe that we worship this morning, he has a plan for you. And the biggest thing that he's waiting for is for you to come and to sit in that chair in front of him and to allow him to repair you, to allow him to heal you, to allow him to energize you, to allow him to equip you so that you can go out in the kingdom. You know what? It doesn't get any better than that. To sit with the creator of the universe and let him work on you, let him renew you. So two things in 2022 that can make your year a total success, a total kingdom blessing success. The first is prayer. Prayer. We need to pray. We need to be in prayer. We need to be in front of God, sitting in that chair, spending some time with him. And some of you may say, you know what? I'm not really good at prayer. It doesn't matter. Start with a conversation with God. That's prayer. Sit in front of him and just tell him. Talk to him. You know, prayer activates the decree and the will of God. When you pray, it doesn't make something. God already has the decree and the will for your life already written. All prayer does, it's the mechanism that takes it out of the invisible and puts it in the physical so that you can see it. That's what prayer does. It, it takes God's already ordained will for your life and manifests it so that you can see it. Prayer and time spent talking to God is the best way that you're going to make sure that you're living your will with God. A lot of people have said, and I've heard it, and I've asked it too, I don't even know what God's will is for my life. I used to ask that same question. I'd be looking and say, God, what is your will for my life? I don't know. And over time, I've learned as I spend time with God and I pray and I get into his word, I start living according to his will. And his will, I will be the last person and you will be the last person to know when you're doing God's will because it's going to be who you are. Not something that you see from a distance. It's going to be something as you pray, you're going to be living God's will. You'll be the last one to know because it will be natural to you. 
That's not something foreign. So prayer, it's so important. And I would encourage you, in 2022, set time aside every day to pray. Maybe you put it in your, I used to have it on my uh, phone. I had an alarm go off every three hours. And it, would, it was just my reminder to stop. Press reset on the day. I'd spend a minute talking to God and say, God, okay, wait, I, I lost my way a little bit. You know, I reacted wrong to the circumstance and it just brought God into my every day. So every couple hours I was in prayer. It wasn't fancy. It wasn't me on necessarily on my knees. It was just me having a conversation with God. It was a game changer for me. It changed my days to just keep correcting the course along the way in the day so that I was coming closer to God and I was spending more time with him just because my phone was going off every three hours. But what a game changer to be spending that conversation and just realizing during the course of the day how many times I'd, I'd gone off a little bit. So I encourage you to start to pray. The best way to assure your future is to make sure that you're doing the right things today, right? The future is the time when you're going to wish you had done the things that you're not doing today. Let me say that again. The future is the time when you're going to wish that you had done the things you're not doing today or glad that you had done them. So the second part of your success, next to prayer, is getting in God's word. So every year Greg gives this message, and I love it, and, and, and he just beats it into us, and, and it's for good reason, to get into God's word on a daily basis. I have a picture. Yeah, so this was from my devotional the other day, and I just loved it. It's like the word of God. It is the feeding for the roots of who you are, to be in the Word of God every day, to spend some time in it. This is nourishment for your soul, whether you realize it or not. Anytime you're in the Word of God, it's nourishing your soul. And it'll lodge itself deep in your heart. You know, God's Word's going to equip you for any circumstance of life. And I love the saying that success is where opportunity meets preparedness. The more time that we spend in prayer, the more time that we spend in the Word, we're prepared. We're prepared for all those circumstances of life. You know, reading God's word, it's going to prepare you for the storms that are going to come your way, and they will. The word of God's going to prepare you for tragedy in your life, and we'll all experience it. That's part of life. It's going to prepare you for handle conflict in relationships, for discerning what you're supposed to do in a situation. It's going to prepare you to battle the enemy. It's going to prepare you for how to deal with the temptations. It's going to protect your heart your mind, and your soul. It's going to introduce you to people in the Bible who walked your path already and how they did it, well or not. And it opens the door to understanding what God's heart is and who he is. So I encourage you, in 2022, if you've lost this part or if you've never done it, I encourage you to make it a part of your daily life. Spend time in prayer and get into the word of God every day. So how do you do this? How can we help each other be accountable to doing this? The first is accountability. If you have somebody asking you to do something, whether it's go to the gym or something, it's a whole lot better when you have some accountability. So I encourage you to find an accountability partner. If you know somebody, say, hey, let's text each other every day. Let's get into the Word, and let's just hold each other accountable. Send a text to me. I'll send a text to you. If you want to do it, I know all of us as, as elders, we have texting groups. We'd love to do it with you, too to get into the Word and get a texting group so you have some accountability. Maybe you get a study Bible. If you've never seen a study Bible, it's, it's a type of Bible that, as you read, it has the notes. Because maybe you say, reading the Bible, I don't really get it. But an NIV study Bible or a good study Bible will tell you what's going on in the context. 
And I have mine. I brought mine today if you want to see what it is. But when you start to read a chapter, before you read it, it gives you the whole outline of what's going on, what's happening around, so that you have a context of when you read. And then as you read at the bottom, it kind of just tells you, fills in, this is what was meant by this. It's just a great tool to bring it to life. A study Bible is an awesome tool. The Bible app. So Ben mentioned this. Can you go to the next slide that has the three pictures? The Bible app. So if you go to the your app store, the Holy Bible, that's the icon for it. Get that one. It's a great Bible app because it has all kinds of plans that you can pick. And like Ben mentioned, the Nicky Gumbel Bible through a year. Each day it gives you the scriptures to read. It gives you a devotional to go with it. And it's really, really well thought out. But in the course of a year, you're going to get through the whole Bible. If you've never read the whole Bible, it's a life changer. So I'd encourage you, get, get the app. And you pick a plan that works for you. So Beth Moore, she does Bible studies that are really in-depth. And she writes for women, but I love her. Um, I mean, I say that she writes for women. It's tailored to women, really. But I love it. We got in, my wife and I have done Daniel, we've done James. And she really digs in and she just pulls it all together in a really well-thought-out manner that you can dig into the Bible in, in a whole new way. And, and she brings it to life. But it's a great way to study the Bible. So maybe get a book from Beth Moore in one of her studies and just spend a little time each day going through one of her studies. It'll get you into the Word every single day. Last thing is to journal. So I've journaled since I was seven years old. I used to, um, I started in, as a school project writing, and uh, we had to write in a journal. I didn't know who you're supposed to write to, so I made up a character, Barney Yenrab. So Barney, and Yenrab is just Barney spelt backwards. I was, <laughs> so I wrote to Barney Yenrab every day what was happening in my life and all my struggles and everything. And I can go back all the way to seventh grade and, and read those struggles. But I, I've seen as I've grown and as I've become a Christian, and I watch God's provision. In the past two years, I changed it up a little bit. I, I didn't like to write so much, so I started a Google Doc. And I would just press the microphone, and I would say, what's going on? I'd say, the date. I'd say, what's going on? What am I praying for? What am I struggling with? What's, what's difficult right now? And it was just a minute or two. It's much faster to talk, right? And I would just do this once a couple times a week. And, and now when I go through those and I read, you know, it's funny. Back in January, I totally forgot about this part that I was so concerned about. This was consuming me. And I was praying for it. Oh, that's right, God. You solved that. I go, this circumstance, this circumstance, and I just watch how God weaved through the year. And it brings the whole year to a whole new life that, you know what, God? It wasn't just a year gone by. It was a year of you weaving yourself and answering prayer, walking beside me. And the journal helps it. How many of you remember what you did on January 16th of 2021 or February 4th or March 22nd? We forget But the journal is a great way for you to just write down and go back and see how God's moving through your life. So here we are. We have one week left to cross this finish line. And my biggest encouragement would be to figure out where are you and what do you want to have God call you into for 2022? You know, maybe today's the day that you press reset. But maybe you're sitting here or you're listening online and you say, I'm tired. 2021 has beat me to death. And I just, need, I just need to spend time with God rebuilding. And maybe you say, I don't have a Savior, but today would be a great day. And maybe you're tired of doing life on your own, in your own strength. 
And here's the truth. You can't. You can't. We're all sinners. We're all failing at many things. And we need a Savior. That's the whole reason we celebrated Christmas. So if that's you today and, and you're saying, you know what? I do. I need a Savior. I want to say a prayer. And I want you to join me in the prayer. Just as a simple prayer. But it's a prayer where you would invite God into your heart to be your Savior. He has a plan for your life. 2022 would be such a great year to figure out what that plan is and to have God reveal that plan to you. So as we close, let's close our eyes and let's say this prayer together. Maybe this is a renewal of a prayer for you. Maybe this is your first time praying this prayer. There's nothing magical about it. You're just confessing to God. So if you would repeat after me. Lord Jesus, for too long I've kept you out of my life. I know that I'm a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I'm ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me eternal life. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my Savior. Father God, as we stand before you today, and Lord, there are those who said this prayer and just want to get back on track with you, Lord. We may have been knocked off kilter by the enemy, by whatever circumstances of life, Lord. And for those who have come to you for the first time, God, would you just present yourself so powerfully with them and for them, Lord. God, would you guide us into 2022? Would you present yourself and your calling in our lives so we recognize it, that still small voice that nudges us one way or the other. And maybe, Lord, you need to come and scream it at us to get up. (laughs) Get up and go, Lord. We want to do that, Lord. We want to be obedient, Lord. We want to lay our excuses to the side and, and to just step out. So for those who are sitting here listening who already know what that is, maybe they pushed you off during 2021. Maybe there's something you called and we've just been sitting on it waiting, Lord. I pray that they would get up and that they would go, Lord. May we be workers for your kingdom, God. For those who are coming to you tired and weary and frustrated today, Lord, I pray that you would just rebuild them. Rebuild them from the inside out, Lord. Fill them with your peace. Fill them with your love, Lord. Fill them with hope that you're in control, God. We can look at all the world around us, Father, but you're ultimately still in control. Nothing surprises you, Lord. So we submit to you, Father God. We know that you're moving things in the background we can't see. We don't know, Lord. So I pray for those who are frustrated, Lord. May they put their trust in you. May they not look to the left, to the right, but to look to you, Father God, and let it go. Lord, as we look to the past, those who come today and have a past that haunts them, a past that just owns them, Father God, may they release it today. May they leave it here on the altar, leave it in front of you, Lord, and let it go so that we can construct a future with you, Lord. 
I give you praise, God. You're good and you're mighty and you're just and you're righteous and you're loving, Father God. We thank you for that, Lord. We look forward to what you have for us in 2022, Lord. May it be a year of success. May it be a year of walking in your strength and your power, Father God. We look for you moving, Lord, in a mighty, mighty way. And we ask for your blessing, Father God. Amen. If that was you and that was your first time saying that prayer and you're part of God's kingdom, there's a book that we have. It's up here. I'd love to give it to you. It just, it's, a, it's an outline of where you go next and just some instructions and some thoughts for you. So if that was you, please see me. If you're online and you want to get it, you can email Greg at Shiloh Community Church. I have to be careful because some of those old websites come back to haunt me. So Greg at Shiloh Community Church. Email me, Greg can get the book mailed to you. So I pray that you guys have an awesome week, a wonderful new year this week, and may God bless. Amen.